Welcome to Joyfield and Jesus Led. I'm your host, Tony Daniels, sharing real life stories and practical tools that not only let you know you're not alone, but also help you become the emotional, spiritual ninja warrior you were created to be. This is a surprise season on child level maturity, what it is, why it's important, and what are the key factors in parenting our own children through this stage. In this episode, I share how so often I think I know exactly how my kids feel or how they should handle a problem, etc. However, this approach to parenting actually thwarts me from getting to know them better, and it can stunt their growth as well. Listen in as I share an amazing story of how my six-year-old managed his own anger and created a totally new reality with the help of my curiosity and Jesus. Hope you enjoy. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about one of the skills that I have found absolutely necessary um, as I have parented my children through the child stage of development. And one of those things is curiosity, gentle curiosity. I believe it or not in my life, love to give answers. I love to tell people what I think. (laughs) I'm sure you haven't noticed that by now. And um, in my parenting, unfortunately, a lot of times I would do that as well, right? If um, my oldest daughter, poor thing, she got the worst of it. I mean, I told her what to believe, what to think, how to to think, and the right way to do everything. And um, I realized, unfortunately, that 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 really didn't help her develop as a person um, who can think for themselves, trust their intuition, listen to God, make good decisions. And so with these children, the the last crop, I I refer to them as because they came 10 years later, I really started nurturing gentle curiosity. And what that meant is instead of assuming that I know, um, know how they feel, know what they're thinking, know the answer to their question, I really hold that in um, suspense and in in my mind, and I inquire anyway. Even if I think I already know, I inquire, and I keep inquiring. And they typically find their own answers, or they they they're able to share their heart, and I get to hear what really is going on inside of them, which a lot of times is nothing like I actually thought. So. It's been a beautiful, beautiful thing. So one of the stories I want to share with y'all today was just an amazing experience. I I recorded these things in notes on my phone as they happened. Um, So several of these memories from long ago, you'll hear um, because thankfully I just had the, the awareness to say, this is a really cool story. Let me get this down. And I just voiced it into my notes on my phone. So I'm so thankful for these stories because I would have forgotten them. They're so easy to forget these amazing moments. And so super thankful that I have them and that I can share them actually with my uh, teens now, because I think that this really does help them understand their heart and continue helping them deepen the skills that they've already learned that they might even have forgotten that they had. So this one was in 2016. My son, Matt Matt, was six years old and Anne, my daughter, was seven. And so here, Matt, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm sound asleep one Saturday morning, probably Matt comes into my room and he wakes me up complaining about him and Ann. Mommy, Ann took my Lego TV and won't give it back, but I made it. 
And then she said, I'm not going to play with your stupid TV. (laughs) Sounds about right. And that, he says, he continues, that was so mean of her to use that word. So I was half asleep. I'm still in bed. My eyes are still closed. Like I can't even open my eyes. And I decide to begin with a question because I had been working on this, right? So I say, well, what do you think's going on in Anne that she would use the word stupid? He thought for a moment. And then he said, I'm really mad at her that she would do that. I said, yeah, I validated his anger, right? Because again, we need to validate the feelings that are being presented. I think Dan, Dr. Dan Siegel talks about connect and then redirect, right? So I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to connect with him. So still in bed, eyes closed. <laughs> I validated his anger. You, I can tell you are really angry and you're angry that she used that word more than anything, right? And he says, yes. And then I said, well, I can see all of that. I'm, I'm curious, how do you think she feels that she would use the word so, a word so strongly as stupid? Like that is a, that was for a a six and seven year old. That's a really, really big word, right? Really strong word. So for her to use that, I wonder what she's feeling. Now, after tuning with him, um, he was able to start doing some thinking, which is a great, when you ask someone a question like that after a tuning, it really helps them get out of their lizard brain and start involving other parts of their brain besides fight, flight, right? Or freeze. So he actually answered, he said, well, she's probably angry too. Wow. What an insight for a six-year-old. So trying to coach him to solve his own problems, right? As opposed to solving his problems for him, which is a big step in, in childhood development that they learn to solve their own problems. And I was also believing that he has the resources inside of him to do this, right? I asked him, well, what do you do when you're both angry at each other? What do you do? If you're both angry at each other, what do we do? Now, I am totally expecting that he would say, well, we take a time out, right? Because that's what I do with them when they're both angry at each other. We usually take just some time, some time to reflect. We just get away from each other for just a little bit. We take some deep breaths. (laughs) You know, maybe we talk it out with someone else and then, you know, then we re-engage. So I'm expecting him to go that route because had I directed this process, that's probably what I would have done. But again, I'm starting to give them opportunities to fail or succeed, opportunities to think for themselves, opportunities to engage with their own um, proposals, right? Their own thoughts, their own ways of, well, maybe I think we should do it this way. We'll go see if that works, right? So I ask him, what do you do when you're both angry at each other? And instead of saying we take a time out, I hear my son very softly say, almost in a whisper, Jesus, here's my anger. Will you please take it from me? Oh my goodness. I was, I was almost in tears at this point in bed with my eyes still closed. (laughs) I could not believe it. I was so touched. We've done that. Maybe we had done that maybe once before with him at that point. He's only six. So hadn't done that too often, but I remember doing that once with him because anger, he's a nine, nine or one on the Enneagram and anger is a very um, strong emotion in him. Um, But that was hardly a consistent practice up to that point. So I was shocked that he remembered to do that. Like, first of all, he turned to Jesus and secondly, he's offering his anger, right? And so I supported him in prayer 
still in bed <laughs> with my eyes closed, but I was really eager to hear what would happen next. So supported him in prayer, helped him give his anger over. And then he actually opens his eyes and automatically begins sharing an appreciation story of his sister with me. So unprovoked. I did not ask him to do that. I didn't pray, you know, the idea into his head. Like he literally started sharing almost like God took his anger and gave him back appreciation. It was amazing. And he said, mommy, this morning when I woke up, Anne was right there smiling at me and my heart was filled with joy. She was so glad to be with me that her joy spilled right into my heart. <laughs> oh my goodness. What an amazing moment to remember, right? And he was bubbling at this point. He was so excited and feeling so deeply loved by his sister at this moment that without a word from me at all, off he went to start negotiating with his sister. Now, I was slightly scared of what would happen. I didn't want him to get hurt. And I listened intently from my bedroom, wondering how this would work out for him, right? How would this go? He had a complete heart at peace towards his sister. Feeling loved by her, he didn't even need to get his way. He didn't need to manipulate her, right? So he didn't have some goal as he was approaching her. You could almost tell all he wanted to do was connect with her. And he was a truly, truly at peace. So as she continued to throw angry darts at him, I kid you not, she didn't trust his genuine love. You know, she she kind of threw some angry darts and I didn't write down what those were, but I wrote down that she threw them <laughs> and he managed to diffuse every single one of them, like diffuse it, not just deflect it. Um, as he negotiated for fair play with her, um, with each interaction together, her heart was softened. It was amazing. So that was incredible for me. I'm in bed and I'm going, I just learned some amazing things from my son because I was curious. I didn't try to be the know-it-all and tell him what he needs to do with his problems. I, um, I didn't believe my own assumptions about things, the, the best way to even handle this. Like I could have really thought that the way I, I thought it needed to be handled was the best way, right? But instead of, of trusting in my own uh, knowledge in that moment, giving it to my son, because it's his problem anyway, asking him questions that might actually help him get in touch with God, get in touch with his heart so that he can start solving his own problems. And, and I, I learned that day. I was so blown away and deeply challenged in my own life to give my anger to God and, and ask for appreciation memories with the people that I'm actually mad at, <laughs> right? What would happen if we all did that? Um, and then that hopefully we'd be able to engage in those relationships in ways that are helpful instead of harmful. So, wow, I think I had only recently learned that in my own life back then and um, trying to practice it regularly. And so after all of this was over, I talked with Maddie about it and we reflected together on what he had done. And I told him how proud of him I was and how I even learned from him. And his eyes brightened and a huge smile came on his face. And he said, I feel like God's really happy with me too, mommy. And I, I'm curious again. So instead of just going, oh yeah, I'm sure he is, honey, right? This curiosity. I said, um, well, how does that feel for you? Like, how do you even see that? How do you know he's happy for you? What, what makes you feel like he's happy with you? 
and his smile got bigger and his eyes sparkled. And he said, it's in the memory, mommy. When Annie greeted me this morning, it was like God himself was inside of her enjoying me. (laughs) Wow. Wow. In my book, Four Keys to Parent Fearlessly, I talk through these steps, right, of recognizing your fear or your anger or whatever big emotion is there and realizing you're not alone um, by connecting with God through that and then uh, receiving whatever truth it is that God wants you to know. And Matt, Matt was receiving this truth, right, this truth that Anne's not his enemy, that Anne really does love him even though she's not acting like it right now. Um, that truth helped create a whole new reality in their relationship and in that morning in their playtime. And then just the, the beautiful piece, the, the, the cherry on top, right? That it was God himself inside of Annie enjoying Matt Matt. I mean, wow. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> now, obviously things like that don't happen every day in my house. Um, very, you know, I just happened to grab it when it happened and I wrote it down and, um, and you know, there are a few splattered throughout their tenure, uh, uh, 10 year, uh, 10 years of living together in this child stage of maturity that, that have been gold. And I can't wait to share this with them at dinner tonight. And maybe I'll even let you know how it goes. <laughs> so curiosity, I can't say enough about gentle curiosity as a parent, not assuming you know why they're tired, not assuming you know why they don't want to go to school, not assuming you know why they want to be whatever it is they want to be when they grow up. Hold all those assumptions back and let's be curious with them. Let's educe them out. Let's draw them out, draw their thinking out, help them get in touch with their own solutions um, as they work through their own problems. So, Hope that helps you live joy-filled and Jesus-led today. Blessings. Thank you for listening to this episode of Joy-Filled and Jesus-Led. Is curiosity hard for you? Do you have a difficult time knowing what you're feeling and how to respond? In Four Keys to Parent Fearlessly, I model how to slow ourselves down enough to be curious about ourselves that's where our growth begins. As we learn to be curious about our own emotions, we will grow our capacity for curiosity with others as well. See the book in the notes. Until next time, 